Hi, friend, and welcome to the Brand Strategy Podcast, a show created to equip you with the inspiration, encouragement, and clarity you need to build the brand of your dreams. I'm your host, Bonnie Bakhtiari, brand designer, strategist, and founder of The Illum Retreat. From sustainable strategy to heartfelt encouragement, each episode is designed to equip you with the tools you need to chase after your dreams. Because you deserve a brand that empowers you to do what you love, connects with your dream clients, and offers a deep sense of fulfillment along the way. So grab a cup of coffee and join me on this journey, won't you? the Brand Strategy Podcast, where today we have such an amazing topic lined up. I mean, I'm a little biased, and I think that all of our topics are hopefully interesting or valuable, but today's is especially interesting to me because we're talking about how to use online summits to grow your business with Krista Miller. Now, Krista is one of my incredible industry friends. I'm so lucky to have her on the podcast today, and she is the genius behind Summit in a Box, which is this really incredible incredible, incredible brand that helps entrepreneurs triple their monthly revenue through virtual summits without wondering where to start or what to do next. Uh, Her method, and I can speak from personal experience because I've actually had the honor of speaking in summits that Krista has put together and uh, just seeing the way that she does it with such grace and focuses on providing incredibly uh, value-packed experiences for people. I can attest that her method is really focused on strong connections and collaboration and making a difference in the lives of those who are tuning in. So excited to have her on the show today. Krista, thank you so much for joining us and coming on the podcast today. Hey, Bonnie, thank you so much for having me and for that sweet intro. I'm so glad that like your experience has lived up to, you know, what I'm trying to do in the virtual summit industry. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, I over the years, the the ways that I've been fortunate enough to work with you and be a speaker at some of your incredible online summits, I've just seen, you know, kind of on the back end as well as on the front end, what it's like and every process, every step of the way you pour so much thought and attention and intention into the kind of experience you're creating for the people who are going to be uh, partaking in that summit. So you're thinking about the attendees, you're thinking about the speakers, you're thinking about so many different facets. And so when you know, I thought about who could teach us about this topic of online summits, I mean, it was just no brainer. You're the person <laughs> that comes to mind. So um, I know I'm a little spoiled because I know you. And so I, I know a little bit more about who you are and the incredible work that you do. But for those who had, this is their first time getting to connect with you, what, uh, if you don't mind, what incredible stuff do you do? And would you mind sharing just a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Like Bonnie said, I run Summit in a Box, where my goal is to teach really all business owners with an offer that they can sell, because that means you have your messaging down, but anyone how to run a profitable virtual summit. And when I say anyone, I mean that. I don't mean that I'm just trying to, you know, get influencers to keep running summits. No, I'm trying to get the people with the tiny or non-existent email list to realize I can do this and it doesn't have to be difficult. I, I am a big enough deal to put this on. And my goal is to really make it really easy to do that. I don't want someone to kind of be interested, but be like, I have no clue where to even start with this whole thing. I like, it's my goal to just lead you through every step of the process and host a summit that feels 
good. Like there is such a an issue in the virtual summit space with really events just being slimy. It's kind of all like the bro marketers teaching it. And mm-hmm. it just leads to events that are great for the host, but aren't that great for attendees or speakers. And I really like to flip that on its head. And when I am planning an event when I'm teaching my students, I'm always saying, you know, focus on other people first. How is this going to change your attendees' lives? How are you going to benefit your speakers? Then we can look at how it's going to benefit you. And usually when you focus on those other people first, it naturally comes back to benefit you way more than it would have otherwise. So that is kind of my philosophy, what I'm all about and what I'm trying to change in the space of virtual summits. Mm, That's awesome. I love how you're just kind of in there trying to change the game and focus on really calling our attention back to ways that we can focus on serving through the experiences that we're creating. And then like you're saying, naturally the benefit that we see, the the way that that's going to impact our lives will come as a result. And I just think that's amazing. Yes. It is so much more fun, really. It's more rewarding all around. Yeah, I totally, totally get that. Well, I'm curious. So for, you know, for some people, this idea of online summits, they've probably attended, especially over, you know, the last year or so that we've had, uh, they've probably attended some online summits or definitely seen them circulating on Instagram. But what is it about virtual summits that make them something that service-based businesses should consider doing? Yes, I love this question because the power of a virtual summit blows my mind every single time I think about it. And really, it comes down to the fact that it's really a full funnel, all in one event. So you are getting a ton of people, kind of relatively speaking, I guess, to know who you are that didn't know before. And that goes both in terms of your speakers and attendees. So you're reaching out to speakers, some you hopefully knew and had connections with, you're not doing, you know, all cold pitches, but you're going to be reaching out to some people you didn't know very uh, well at all before. And now you have this opportunity to create a relationship with them. And that just goes on to benefit your business long term so many times over. And then in bringing in those experts, they're helping you expand your reach when it comes time to promote the summit and that they're sharing with all their people. Let's say you even have a smaller summit with 15 speakers. That's 15 audiences that you wouldn't have gotten in front of before. And now, even if they don't sign up, they saw your name and face a couple of times while this speaker was promoting. And the power of that is incredible. When you're trying to become known in the industry for offering a specific kind of service, the more people are seeing you pop up, the more likely it is that when they think, oh, I need someone to help me with this thing, that you are going to come to the front of their mind. So that is just such a powerful part of summits. And then the next part of that is once someone does sign up, how quickly you are able to really build that know, like, trust factor in a really strong way. Because during a summit, you are showing up over and over over a short period of time and delivering a ton of value for free. And like nothing beats how engaged you can get people through a virtual summit and how quickly you can show them how willing you are to to show up for them and how much you can help them in their lives or businesses or whatever it is for you and your audience. On top of that, 
Uh, you have the list growth that comes from them all signing up. And really, whether you're starting from scratch and end up with 500 attendees, or whether you have an email list of, let's say, 2,000 people on it and you double it to 4,000, no matter what, though that is 500 or 2,000 people you did not have on your list before. Mm-hmm. And that is powerful. We also then, I'm, I have like two more things. We also have the opportunity to bring in those all access pass sales. So someone's going to register for your summit for free throughout the series of the event. You'll be presenting them with this awesome all access pass offer. And it's an incredible way to earn income right during that event. And again, the range for this can be, you know, all over the map, you know, I've hosted summits ranging between $3,000 and $92,000 myself. So like the the range can be wide, but no matter what, you have the opportunity to make income right away through your event. And then finally, it's the perfect way to lead people into your services or whatever you offer. You're warming them up to this event. You've positioned it in a way that wants that that leads them to see how much they want the transformation that your offer provides. And it sets them up perfectly to to know who you are, to trust you and to be ready to hire you uh, either right after the event or down the road. So the power of a summit is like, it's just insane that you can do this many things by hosting one event. That is amazing. I felt like I was just like blown away every time like listening to you be like, wait, there's more. There's more. Like it just kept getting like better and better and better. And like when you lay it out in that way and showcase just the insane opportunities that exist when you host an online summit, if that is something that, you know, captures your attention, it's kind of like a no-brainer. Like, of course, why would you not? Why would you not? put together this incredible experience that allows people to access the amazing value that your speakers have to offer, that you have to offer. And the best part is it can all be done right in the comfort of your own living room while people are tuning in on their laptops in their yoga pants, right? Seriously, does not get better than that. (laughs) That is awesome. Um, Okay. I'm curious because you obviously you're passionate about helping entrepreneurs increase. And I think you actually said you're passionate about helping them triple their monthly revenue through virtual summits. And I I want to kind of break down that thought for a minute. How How do you think that virtual summits and how do you help entrepreneurs increase that monthly revenue, even if virtual summits are something that they maybe aren't running monthly or maybe they're just getting into to, to begin with? Yeah, this is something I totally didn't expect with my first summit was to see this happen. But the the first place you're going to see it happen is kind of like you alluded to the month that your event happens. So when I hosted my first summit, I was making three, four thousand dollars a month and went on and hosted a summit that made sixteen thousand dollars all by itself that month. So that like quadrupled my revenue in that first month. Mm -hmm. But something else it did was book out my services for six months, Mm -hmm. which meant I didn't have any no client time. You know, I didn't have any time that I wasn't getting getting paid for that I wanted to fill with clients. And it also set me up to increase my prices because it's like, well, if I booked out for six months, it's probably a sign that it's time to get those prices raised. So between the full client schedule, the income from the summit, the ability to raise your prices if that's something you're ready for. Like it creates that tripled income right away, as well as the opportunity for you to continue that down the road if that's something you want to do. That is awesome. And I really love that 
you use your own experience as just an incredible example of what's possible because I, I think that, and this is just, you know, a little bit of a tangent, but um, so often I think that as entrepreneurs, it's easy to kind of discredit our own experiences because we think, oh, well, it matters more if my students have this feedback or if my clients are the ones sharing, you know, these results with me. But mm -hmm. the results you create for yourself, just like you illustrated, Krista, are so incredibly powerful. And the, the idea that you saw that kind of growth and then you took what you knew and you turned it into the summit in a box so that other people can learn how to achieve similar results. I just think that's so cool. That's kind of like the beautiful part of being an entrepreneur is just taking, out, taking the opportunity to go out there, try new things, and then sharing what you know so that other people can do the same. Yeah, it's it's been such a cool journey. Like I never planned for that to happen. But mm -hmm. I think like that's something so that people could take out of this too is like when you're doing whatever it is you do, do it in a way that feels good to you because that's why my summit stood out to other people is because I had held myself back from a really long time for a really long time for that first summit because I was like these things are gross like I don't want to pitch this nasty pitch heavy event and like no one's going to want to come to that but then I, I remember having this realization like oh I can do it my way. Like if I don't like the way other people are doing it, I'm just going to do it the way I want to. And that's what I did. And everyone was like, this is the best summit I've ever been a part of. How did you do that? And, you know, like it still took me a long time to come around and be like, okay, fine, I'll actually show you. But I, I just think that's such a, a cool part of doing things the way you want. So at whatever service it is that you provide, do mm -hmm. it your way because you never know what's going to come out of it. At the very least, you'll just enjoy it a heck of a lot more than you would have otherwise. That makes so much sense. And that's just, if if people who are listening take one thing away from today's conversation, if that's it, that is such a good nugget of wisdom to walk away with today because there's so much power in the idea of doing things the way that you authentically can and, and bringing that into the world. So, okay, I'm, I'm thinking that probably at this point, people are, are thinking like, okay, Krista, you've sold me. Online <laughs> summits are awesome. I definitely want to get in on this action. Um, but I think that it could be really helpful if we talk through maybe some mistakes, if any, that you see service providers making as they first start to take those initial steps into the world of online summits. Do, do you see them kind of like making any common mistakes or what kind of observations have you noticed? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's one mistake that sticks out to me the most that's most common for service providers. And I think that's because a lot of service providers tend to have wider audiences maybe than other types of businesses. Like it's really mm -hmm. common to see, you know, a designer for creative entrepreneurs or a coach for online business owners. And like, that's great if it's working well for the services you offer, but it does not work well for summits. So going in and hosting a summit for creative entrepreneurs or online business owners or any other wide audience like that, whether it's moms or professionals, you know, it does not work well because it doesn't catch their attention. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go to a, a summit to help online business owners grow their business. But if you can get specific and narrow in your audience a little bit just for the summit, uh, you could see a summit 
that helps um, wedding planners book out their client schedule using Instagram. That is so much more attention grabbing. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of summit you want to be planning. And the issue there is that it gets really uncomfortable. It is really hard and difficult and uncomfortable to figure out what that could look like for you if you do have a wider audience. And I know this because I did it for Summit in a Box. I kind of target all online business owners who want to grow their business, which is everybody, right? And I went to uh, start planning a summit for that business. And I was like, how, how, like, I know that I can't just target online business owners. This stinks, like trying to just choose a subset of people. I don't want to leave anybody out, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But what I ended up doing was kind of looking at my audience and saying, okay, who, who responds to my offers the best? Who engages with me most on social media? What subcategories can I break my audience down into? And I ended up coming up with a few different options, but the one that stuck out the most to me personally was course creators. So instead of hosting that first summit for online business owners, it was course creators specifically. And honestly, even that was a little wide in the end, but it was so much better than the results I would have seen if I just kind of kept it open to everybody. So I do think that the biggest mistake is. Uh, in short, just a vague, a vague summit, a wide audience with a topic that isn't specific, that doesn't provide a transformation is the number one biggest mistake I see. And I'm happy to go into more if you want, but that is like number one. Yeah, no, that's, that's so helpful. So I, I'd love to know, and you actually kind of already, already shared some great advice, just show really just sharing how you decided to troubleshoot this on your own, but, um, how would you recommend that we avoid this mistake of if we're moving in the direction of hosting our first online summit, you know, obviously, okay, we don't want it to be vague. <laughs> we don't want it to be like the online summit for all the people, but are there any other, uh, actions that you'd recommend in order to kind of dig a little deeper and really niche down? Absolutely. So like I said, the easiest thing you can do is kind of like, or the best thing you can do, I'm not going to say easiest because it's not easy, um, is start by just thinking through your audience. Like maybe the, the, the best thing for you to do would be look at your past clients. Like what do those people have in common? What different categories can you sort them into and see if you notice a trend there? If you haven't had enough clients for that to really make sense, look at who you want to be working with or uh, send a survey out to your email list or whatever that looks like to you on social media and try to start looking at, okay, what buckets does my audience fall into? And then just pick one. Like a lot of the times one is just going to resonate with you the most, or you're going to feel more drawn to or excited about one. That is perfect. Don't overthink it. Just pick one of those more narrow audiences. And then there's a step two to this, which is figuring out a topic for the summit that's going to attract those people. And kind of like I hinted at before, you don't want to do something vague, like grow your business, improve your life, get healthier. Like that is not good enough anymore. Uh, When you want to host a summit that really gets great results, you need to figure out a very specific problem your audience is having and solve that problem through your summit. And the best thing you can do, and I know a lot of us want to run the opposite direction when thinking about this is get on a few calls with these people. And I am so glad I did that before my first summit. If I wouldn't have, I would have hosted the completely wrong summit. I probably would not be sitting here today. Uh, Get on a few calls. They can be so short. I think I did like three or four 15 minute calls. I asked a couple of questions for the first 10 minutes and left the five minutes, the last five minutes open for them to ask me questions. So I felt like I was giving back. I wasn't just taking advantage of their time. 
And I just asked, like, what's the biggest thing you're struggling with? You know, what do you wish you had to help? Things like that. Mm -hmm. And going into those calls, I remember, so my first um, group of summits were all for designers. And I was a a web developer. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do something about uh, getting development off their plate and all these things. So I was, like, asking questions that I thought would, like, lead them in the direction I wanted them to go in and talking Mm -hmm. about that. But no, they kept telling me that their biggest issue was was time. They couldn't grow their business because they were too busy with client work. They couldn't fix things that were broken. And when they didn't have clients, they were marketing so hard to get clients that they still didn't have time to go and like, you know, improve things and make it more efficient. And they weren't even enjoying themselves anymore. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll host a summit on that. And I am so glad I did because it was solving a specific problem that thousands and thousands of designers were struggling with and they responded so well to it. And that's how you're going to make people respond well to yours too, is if you host a summit that solves a specific problem that they have. And rather than guessing, it is totally worth getting on a few calls and like really asking open-ended questions to figure out what these problems really are. Mm, that is just incredible advice, Krista. I mean, like I could, I'm over here just like thinking of all the like pull quotes that we could pull from what you just (laughs) shared, because there's so much goodness in that. Um, and, and honestly, just kind of hearing you talk about how specific we can get with these online summits, choosing the topics, making sure that they're targeted to a really specific subset of people. The cool thing about that is I bet it makes finding your speakers and creating that list of people you want to invite to teach a lot easier, right? Oh my goodness. It makes everything so much easier. But yeah, especially the speakers. Like when I'm looking for speakers for my designer summit, I can literally go to Instagram and like search for designers. So I'm looking for people who have the words for designers in their bio because Mm -hmm. I know they target designers. That's so much easier. And then it just makes everything about the summit so much more effective. It makes any advertising you do more effective. It is so much easier for you to write a good registration page and put together an all-access pass offer that people want to buy, write email copy. Literally everything about the event is easier when you do that. And the conversion rates also absolutely skyrocket. The industry standard conversion rate for a virtual for a virtual summit. Um, and that's the conversion rate from someone who registers for free and then purchases the LXS pass. That's three to 5%. So only 3% of people that register for free usually buy the LXS pass. But myself and my students see closer to 15%. I've seen anywhere from 10 to 22% conversion rates with the, with my strategies. And I do think the biggest part of that is, is getting specific because you're, you're solving a problem that your people actually have. You can speak to that specifically. It just makes everything easier. That, I mean, that's just completely clicking in my mind when I, when I hear you say that. And um, you actually have a, a six-step roadmap, right, for putting together a profitable virtual summit, right? Yeah. So it is a virtual summit funnel roadmap. And I think this is a great thing for people, anyone listening, when you're like, oh, you know, this, this could be something I want to explore. How would it fit into my offers? Things like that. It's a good option for any of those people because it walks you through the six steps included in the funnel of a virtual summit. So what does it look like to get someone who has never heard of you before, find you through your summit and funnel them all the way to your services? So it kind of walks you through that step strategy has, you know, things like checkboxes for you or like step by step 
um, steps for you to go through and then ends with like some some of the bigger mistakes to avoid. So you can make sure that, you know, if you do decide that this is something you want to pursue, it's going to be effective when, you know, you're not going to have hundreds and or thousands of people come in and then not hire you at the end. You can feel confident that this is going to be uh, worth your time and really grow your business long term, not just through the summit itself. That is such an amazing free resource. And friends, as always, if you're tuning in and you were hearing Krista talk about that virtual summit funnel roadmap and you're like, where can I get my hands on this? If you go to brandstrategypodcast.com and click on the latest episode link, you're going to be able to see all of these details in the show notes. And of course, as always, I'm going to have all of Krista's details there too, so that you guys can connect and hopefully become online best friends. But Krista, I am so grateful that you put that together. And not on on top of that, you're also sharing that with our, our people today. So thank you so much for making that happen. Oh, absolutely. I'm so grateful to have been on here and be able I just love talking with people who are like genuinely curious about summits because the questions are just so much fun. So I owe you a thank you for that. (laughs) Well, before before we wrap up our conversation today, I always love uh, really just concluding every interview here on the Brand Strategy Podcast with uh, one kind of piece of encouragement or words of encouragement, if you will, that you want to share with those who are tuning in today who are ready to take action. So with what we've talked about today, this idea of creating the idea for your very first online summit, taking action, making that happen, launching that, what kind of encouragement would you want to share to people who are about to start that journey? Yeah. So the biggest piece of encouragement I can offer is that if this is something that like resonates with you and you're feeling drawn to it, know that you can do it. You do not have to have a huge email list. You do not have to be connected with all of these big industry experts. You do not have to be the go-to person in your field. You can host a summit with where you're at right now. I hosted my first summit with less than 500 people on my email list. Like no one I pitched had a clue who I was. I literally had dreams that I was going to pitch my speakers and they were just going to sit and laugh at their computer. Like you do not have to be a big deal for this to work for you. Are you going to go out and host a a six-figure summit your first time out? No, but every single event will get you closer and closer to the business you want to be running because there's just no strategy that tops a virtual summit. So if you are interested in doing it, but you're a little bit in your head about if you're a big enough deal, I just really want to offer you encouragement that you absolutely are. If you have a product or a service that you know how to sell, that tells me that you know how to talk to your people. Uh, You know how to position your offers for them. And that's really all you need to be able to host a virtual summit. That is such incredible encouragement. And Honestly, it it hearing you say that makes it feel so much more doable and so much more accessible than it felt before. So Krista, I really appreciate you sharing those words of encouragement with us today. And how can people get to know you and connect with you online? Where can they find you? Yeah, you guys can find me over at summitinabox.co or I, of course, spend way too much time over on Instagram at summitinabox. I'd love to have you pop in my DMs there and let me let me know that you found me through Bonnie's podcast and that we can chat about your summit idea from there. 
Ooh, I love that. I always love an invitation when people share an invitation to connect and like talk more because it's always so fun. And like you said, um, I bet that just getting to have those conversations and help people talk through those ideas is just really life-giving. Oh, it really, really is. And I I nerd out about it whenever I hear someone's awesome idea for a sound. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a cool idea. So it's it's selfish too, because it's fun. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Um, Well, friends, as always, if you're tuning in and you want to connect with Krista and what she's doing at Summit in a Box, of course, uh, you can head straight to those uh, details that she just shared. But if you want to go straight to the direct links, then go to brandstrategypodcast.com and click on the link for the latest episode. And in the show notes for today's conversation. You're going to see not only a recap of the resources and the main talking points from today's episode, but also all of the links where you can get your hands on that free virtual summit funnel roadmap, and you can connect with Krista and what she's doing at Summit in a Box that way. And as always, if you were tuning in today and you walked away with some encouragement or some words of wisdom, and you know just the person who could use this encouragement as well, please be sure to pass along this link to them so that we can just share more of this knowledge with others. And so we can hopefully, hopefully encourage and empower more people to take their dreams, turn it into an online summit and change more lives as a result. So Krista, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your incredible experience and your story with us. I'm just so grateful to have had you on today. Thank you so much for having me, Bonnie. This was a blast. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. Before you go, I would be so grateful to receive your feedback on the Brand Strategy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general has helped you grow your brand, I'd really appreciate it if you left us a review in iTunes. Your positive reviews enable the Brand Strategy Podcast to continue to grow and reach like-minded creatives just like you. Plus, I'll be randomly selecting a handful of lucky reviewers each month to receive a little thank you surprise for me in the mail. Thank you for all your support and encouragement as together we pursue building brands with purpose and intention. Until next time, I'm cheering you on from Waco.